You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode number 13, Overcoming Diet Mentality and Ditching the Tupperwares with Nikki. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you back here. And if you are new, welcome. Today's episode is a lot different from the episodes that I've been sharing with you guys for the last couple weeks. And um, it's going to be the first of many. So today I'm sharing with you a conversation that I had with one of my past clients, Nikki. And there's two reasons why I really wanted to bring her on the show. One, was to bring to light the vulnerable feelings that happen when we, quote, go off the deep end, end quote. You know what I mean, right? So if you're a past competitor or if you've been, you know, dieting for your whole life, there's these cycles that you go through where you're doing really, really well and then you go off the deep end and you isolate yourself and you feel really lonely and you know you need help, but you don't know how to ask for it. Like you don't know how to get out of this hole that you've dug yourself into. And so hearing firsthand from Nikki, like what she went through, um, how she went from realizing she needed help to like reaching out, trusting the process. Like, I just feel like there's so much that you can get from it when we hear from other people. Um, one of the ways that I was really able to heal my food and body image problem really was just sharing my story and not living within that shame anymore. So twofold. One, I want to share with you these vulnerable feelings in case there's something that you're going through. I want you to know that you're not alone. Two, it's a way for Nikki to be able to share her story and not live with live within that shame anymore. And three, I guess there's a third one. It's to hopefully give you inspiration and a allow you to find yourself in her story because a lot of you guys message me and you say that you feel like there's no hope for you. Um, You don't know how you're going to overcome this problem that you have with food and your body image and the negative mindset that you find yourself in. So hopefully by sharing different stories, you can find yourself in one of them because I know not everyone is going to resonate with my story. So I want to be able to share everyone's story or, you know, the people who are in my community. So if that is you, if this is something that you would love to come on the show and talk about and share, uh, reach out to me. Just scroll down to the show notes. Uh, My email will be linked there. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy this episode. So just to set your expectations, it is a conversation between me and my past client, Nikki. Um, But you're going to learn about how she went from taking Tupperwares to parties, isolating herself, to now having balance and trust with food and within herself. It's it's such a beautiful story. Um, How she realized her binge eating problem was actually a body image problem, how she realized that, how she um, became conscious and aware of it and what she does now to get herself out of it or what she did. Um, Some other things that she's going to share is what became possible for her since she overcame her body image and food problem, her biggest advice, and just some new goals that she is working towards because I'm a coach and I can't help coaching people when I'm on the phone with them. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you did, please share a screenshot to Instagram. Tag me at Shanae Momoko so I can see where you're listening from, what your biggest insight or takeaway was, and if you found herself in in her story. I'd love to know. Again, um, if you'd like to be on the show, just go ahead and scroll down to the show notes and send me an email. And yeah, so without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the show. Hi, Shanae. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Um, So Nikki is a very special guest. You guys heard me talk about her in the intro, and I'm super excited to have her on. 
Um, so we're just going to get right into it. Nikki, do you mind giving us just a little bit of a background on um, what got you like into the fitness industry? What kind of kickstarted your whole thing with like fitness and nutrition? Um, my fitness journey started at a young age. I was always active in sports, playing competitive soccer and then volleyball in high school. So I was very active. And then somehow I got hooked on, you know, shape magazines and um, I kind of got fixated in that type of muscular body image. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, life happened, went to college, graduated school, started work, um, like my professional career. And then I kind of hit this wall two years ago at my birthday. Um, kind of like a two year anniversary because my birthday was yesterday. <laughs> oh, God, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where I just found myself that I, feeling stuck. Like I didn't like my body image. I didn't like where I was at. Um, so I decided to do a bikini competition. I was like, I need a challenge, I need commitment, I need a goal. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that story. <laughs> and I know you. Uh, that's amazing. I think a lot of people kind of do competitions for that reason, because it's like when you've done sports your whole life, it's like that next thing, right? It's like that, okay, what can I challenge myself with? And I feel like when you don't, when you hear about competitions, you're like, oh, that's the ultimate. Yeah. And I think I just wanted that lean body image. I was just gotcha. like, I want that. I kind of had this weird reality, like that I can keep that forever. Like <laughs> that's maintainable and it's so not. <laughs> well, I resonate with you on that because that's exactly why I did a show too. I like saw the bikinis and the tan and the hair and the makeup. And I was always like an ugly duckling growing up. So I was like, I want to be pretty like them, <laughs> which is why I did WBFX. It's like a beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it definitely attracted me for the same reason. So, so you did a show. Was that two years ago? That I did my first show 2019 in April, a WBFF show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was actually kind of recent, just a year ago. Just a year um, ago. And then I did another one in November. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fitness America. Yeah. Okay. So two shows in one year. Two shows in one year. And what was kind of your breaking point? Like what – when did you – like how did it all come about? You did two shows. You had a coach. Um can you give kind of the listeners like a background on kind of what happened? Yeah, I, um, I, I had a coach, a great coach. Um, it was, my program was weight, like weight training and then meal plan based. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it was, you know, just me solo time in the gym and then meal prepping all the time and just sticking to a lot of the same meals every single week and every single day. Mm -hmm. And I really had a breaking point when I was just, I wanted to eat everything. Gotcha. I was feeling stressed out. I was feeling tired. My sleep was poor. I like my bowel movements were not normal. It's probably TMI. But <laughs> we love TMI. <laughs> totally happened. Um, and I was just really stressed out and I just could not stop thinking about food like yeah. I was at work and I was eating, you know, every like six meals a day and I would eat my meal. And then immediately 30 minutes later, I wanted to eat again. Mm. Just this stress of like piling up. 
And in between my, my shows, I had a break and I gained some weight back. Mm. So not, not too much weight, but some weight and I was unhappy. So then I did another show and then I think the stress and it was the same program, like meal plans, same foods. Um, and I didn't, oh, let's see, like, it's weird because I was, I could see myself physically getting smaller and I could see change, but my mind didn't catch up to what my body was doing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy that time. And I was just eating the same foods and all I was comparing, you know, people and other people in their prep. And I was comparing um, myself to myself (laughs) and I just was really not happy. And so post-show, I, it was one, Thanksgiving was one week, my post-second show. And I just went off the deep end with food. Yeah. 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 How, how long did it take you to kind of like dig yourself out of that hole? Um, when I reached out for your help (laughs) (laughs) to me, um, Um, well, that makes me super humble. I can't believe I was the first person. Yeah. I mean, my husband somewhat knew I had help, like I needed help, but he had no idea how to help me. Yeah. Um, I started realizing that I needed help when I was isolating myself. Like I went through the holidays, just miserable, like taking my Tupperware to holiday parties mm-hmm. or feeling really guilty if I even ate at the holiday parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then feeling really awful when I would binge eat and then restrict and then binge eat again because I felt so bad I would continue eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing all this so vulnerably because this is the stuff like, like no one talks about. Yeah, and, I think it's really important. I mean, I didn't know that I could be helped until you shared your story. Thank you. And then I was like, oh my God, she knows exactly what I'm going through. <laughs> right. And I think what was really unique about the way in which actually I'll have you, I'll have you explain. So you reached out for help. You found that you were in your deep end. Um, what did that look like? Like, how do you go from binge eating, restricting, taking your Tupperware to holiday meals to, to out of that? Because I think a lot of people who find themselves in that situation, like they really feel hopeless or they hear like my success, but they're like, oh, well, she's a personal trainer. She's a coach. Of course she can do it. Right. And then, so, um, I would really love for you to kind of go into that. Like, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? Because I I know now you're not taking your Tupperware to, to holiday parties or you will not be. (laughs) I will not be. Um, I, you know what? I really just had to tell myself that I have I don't want to say like a disorder, but I had a problem and I needed help and I needed to turn my, I guess my faith over, um, into someone else that could guide me through it. So it was literally like day by day, step by step, like telling myself my intentions. And then, um, part of your program has the three key habits and Mm -hmm. just really living by them day to day. Like it was just always in my head. 
Oh my God. You like truly trusted the process. I really trusted the process. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) This makes me so happy. Um, It's one thing to like know that you did all this because I was right by your side, but then it's also one thing to kind of like hear it later. Um, Because for those of you guys listening, um, Nikki did a program with me back in May and it's now September. And so the program's been done for like two months now. Um, so I haven't really, this is our first time, not our first time, our second time talking since then, but our first time like one-on-one cause the last call was a group. So I'm humbled. I'm taken off. <laughs> I'm like, um, no, I'm talking about. So anyways, <laughs> that's amazing. So you, tr- you found someone to help you. That was step number one. You like admitted that you needed help. Um, and then you trusted the process and you went through it. Um, what was like your biggest aha and insight? Um, what, why did you think that before you had a food problem? If that makes sense. Does my question make sense? I can rephrase it. Yeah, go ahead. Rephrase it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when you came to me, you thought you had a binge eating problem. Mm-hmm. What did you learn about yourself instead? I think I learned, uh, I did learn that I had an image problem. Yeah. It, and it wasn't necessarily related to food. It was um, connecting my worth and identity to the way I look. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the bodybuilding was a symptom of that. Or like bodybuilding was like one of the band-aids. Yes. To fixing how you looked. Mm-hmm. And then came the kind of food problems after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then um, I also realized that I react to stress in, uh, I reach out to food. Yeah. Yeah. Same girl. Same. So mm-hmm. totally human. Um, so, so now for people listening, if they've found themselves in a competition prep um, and I was just like you, right? I gained a lot of weight. So then I did another show to like lose it. And um that just starts that downward spiral because then you get addicted to the compliments from people. You get addicted to getting the praise, like the external praise. And then you just feel like, especially when your image is in yours, when your self-worth is in your image, it's kind of like, Oh, well, if I'm not doing a prep, then I'm not important. Right. Yeah. And so when you, when you shift all that and when you start to like put your self-worth in other things, um, what became possible for you? So like kind of, between, um, wow, it's September now, like September of last year and September this year, like what became possible for you? I started interacting more with the relationships in my life. I was engaging in more of, uh, my situations, right. And relationships. I wasn't focused on what I was eating or if there's going to be food at the party or, if you'll be hungry. If I'll be hungry or eat the food. Yeah, that was my whole thing. Like, do I even want to go to that party because I know there will be food? There are plenty of times where I canceled because I knew I didn't trust myself and around the food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now you've built that trust. Mm-hmm. And what would be like your biggest piece of advice for anybody listening who like is right there, who doesn't know how to eat normally, who doesn't know how to eat intuitively, who like doesn't trust themselves taking Tupperware to parties when they're not even in a competition prep, but they just can't handle not like being in control, but being so out of control at the same time. Um, just knowing, knowing that you are worthy of 
the decisions and actions that you want to take. Oh, I love that. And that food is abundant. Like there will be another time to have cheesecake (laughs) and (laughs) it'll be a much more meaningful situation. Um, You don't have to make, and also not making the whole party about food was really uh, helpful for me. Yeah. Making it about the connections with people, not about what you're actually eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think competing actually creates eating disorders within people. Like I never had an eating disorder growing up. Did you kind of had disordered eating as a history or did it only really spark after competing? Um, I think I had a little one um, just because I did competitive soccer and right. I did have some coaches that, you know, would say that we're fat or we mm-hmm. need to run more or, you know, we gained weight over the Christmas break and, um, so I think I had a, a, an awareness, um, but I really think the competitive competition prep uh, really just sparked it and lit it on fire. Yeah, like triggered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this has been so good. I hope that anybody listening can just find a little bit of hope. I mean, Nikki, would you say you were hopeless last year? I, I was. I really was. I didn't know how to get out of it. It was just a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's a really terrible, awful cycle to be in. Um, Just like you were saying, like it takes away from relationships. It takes away from being present. It takes away from just like living as a human, (laughs) getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. So um, where are you now? Um, What's going on in life? Um, How has, how have things shifted for you? Since you've now created trust within your body, you're no longer carrying around Tupperwares, you can eat out and not freak out and also not like eat everything either. Um, what is life like now? Uh, so last time uh, we spoke, life's a little different. I started a new job. Yeah. Um, so uh, real talk. Uh, yeah, I started a new job, which was very stressful. Uh-huh. Um, so that has been... Uh, somewhat of a trigger of mine. So um, I do find myself that I was reaching for food more. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would consciously realize what I was doing, I would just tell myself, it's okay. You're eating this. Enjoy it. Just leave food on your plate. Yeah. That's one of our mantras is we leave food on our plate. Mm-hmm. And it really helps. <laughs> Yeah. If you're a mindset makeover Academy girl, you know what we're talking about. (laughs) Inside secret. (laughs) Um, Well, I personally, I know you said that you were struggling a little bit with all this new stuff going on off air, but listening to you speak, Nikki, you're like a totally different person. I mean, that's consciousness right there. Like you're conscious of what you're doing. You know that it's stress eating and you're not restricting yourself from it. You're allowing yourself to have what you want but also not letting yourself eat all the things either. Yes. You know, that yeah. sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Not sweet spot. How are you doing in your training, your fitness? Um, well, with the new job came with some new work hours. So I'm still just trying to figure out my schedule. I had a little bit of night shift um, for a couple of weeks or for a week that threw me through my schedule off. Um, but I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm doing three days a week. And then I'm trying to walk the other days. I love that. So you're committing to your movement at least. Mm-hmm. 
Yay. You're doing amazing. I mean, I know sometimes when we are so ambitious and we have all these high expectations of ourselves, right? It's like, I don't have a perfect answer for her. (laughs) That's how I feel when I talk to my coaches. I was like, oh, I don't have a perfect answer. And so I think I'm struggling. But in reality, it's like, we're not, we're actually doing super well. Yes. And sometimes, you know, I, I don't meet that goal of three days a week, but I'm just, I'm sometimes I'll just go and go for a walk and then I'll be happy with it that I just got movement in. Mm -hmm. A little bit is better than nothing. Yes. Yay. Um, I'm so proud of you. Um, Well, is there anything else that you um, kind of feel like anybody needs to hear or just like a little insight or like your best tip for anybody who is really in the pain? Like if you think back to yourself in like February, March, like what's your best piece of advice for these people? My best piece of advice would be to really trust your inner gut. I was in such a dark space mentally, but deep down inside, I knew I needed help and I just went for it. Like Mm. admitting, admitting that you need help and that you have a problem is really hard to do, but you know that it's right. So as soon as I signed up for the program, I just felt a lot of relief. Um, and then just knowing that also trusting yourself that you'll be okay. Like you're not broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud <laughs> of you. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> you remembered everything I told you. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It is there. <laughs> Yay. I'm so proud of you. So what is like a little um, mini goal that you want to kind of set for yourself? I can't help it. I have to coach you. It's just like natural for me. <laughs> Well, I think uh, I do. <laughs> I do like uh, signing up for competitions, not necessarily like a bikini competition, but I do think I need. I'm the type of person that likes challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I want to sign up for a weightlifting competition where it's strength based. It's totally out of my realm. <laughs> yes, like powerlifting. Like powerlifting. Yeah, girl. Yeah, that's been an idea or um, something to do with dance because I'm not, I do not have a beat. Oh, that's super fun. Um, Even like salsa dancing. You know, they have like competitions for that? Yes. And ballroom dancing. Oh, yeah. I don't think about that. I don't know why, but I can imagine you as a ball dancer. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) That's not weird because my grandfather really loved ballroom dancing and he would, he would show me a few moves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It's in your blood. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for whatever goal that you embark on. Um, I want you to know that I continue to see so much potential in you. I mean, like you blew my mind um, when we started coaching together for um, the inside the last um, season of Mindset Makeover Academy. I mean, Nikki just like every single week showed up and was vulnerable and was honest with herself and with everyone else. And it's really, truly hard to find people like that. But you were right. You were like open and you were ready. And I think that's why you did make so much progress in 10 weeks 
because you were ready. Like you were ready to think a new way to master a new way of like living. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you so much for joining in today, Nikki. And this is the last question I promise. The last question I asked everybody who comes on this show is what does it mean for you to be your highest self? Uh, to be true and honest to myself. To my highest self. Yeah. Yay. Snap, snap, snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs>